welcome everybody to the Pac-Man Podcast. Patriotic American citizen, I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network, and we begin with the fallout from the mass shooting in Buffalo. As you may have heard, the president shuffled off to Buffalo this week. He condemns racism and was mourning the victims. At least that's where we're led to believe. I think the president was in Buffalo for one reason, to curry favor among black people, to win the support of black people for Democrats in the next election cycle. That's what. That's why these politicians do everything. Now, there was a shooting today as I record this. It's a Friday. There's a shooting in Chicago. Seven people were shot, two fatally. Will the president travel to Chicago? There'll be multiple shootings over the summer in Chicago. There is every summer, or there are, I should say. Will the president travel to Chicago? Probably not, because it doesn't fit the Democrats' narrative. Because in this case, the shooter was black and the victims were black, which is most of the time. That's the case anyway in Chicago. The victims primarily are black. They're shot by other young black men. So the president probably will not visit Chicago over the summer. How about New York City, the subway shooter a month or so ago? The shooter was black. The victims, many of them were white, I believe. Why was that not classified as racially motivated? Now, I'm not saying this shooting and the shootings in Buffalo were not racially motivated. They were. The shooter is an avowed racist. And he's a nutcase. This guy's mentally ill, this 18-year-old Peyton Gendron. He was in, he's insane. He was given an assignment in school, in class about a year ago, in which he was asked what he wanted to do upon retirement. His answer, he wanted to commit murder-suicide. That should have sent up red flags. We have red flag logs, uh, laws here in New York. He said he just gave the answer to be done with the assignment, just to get out of class. That's how he was able to buy guns legally. He said that uh, he wasn't, wasn't serious. His answer wasn't serious. He bought his guns legally. He also, I guess, wore a hazmat suit for a solid week. He was eventually sent to a psych ward. And he also, I heard that he, he beat a cat to death, then cut off, its, he cut off that cat's head. Anybody who mutilates animals is usually, I mean, all the mass murderers mistreated animals when they were young, Jeffrey Dahmer and many others, Ted Bundy. So Biden shuffles off to Buffalo to mourn the victims and blame Trump and blame his supporters, you know, the MAGA crowd. He, like any low-life politician, will try to leverage this tragedy for his own benefit and the benefit of his party. That's why he was in Buffalo. Unbelievable. There was another supermarket shooting I was reading about a year ago in Colorado, 10 people were gunned down. Not black people, white people. I don't recall Biden visiting Colorado, do you? Uh, you know, it's just a observation. You know, it's not the right time for a photo op. That's why he's not going to visit Chicago or he didn't visit Colorado a year ago. You know, Biden's comments on the Buffalo shooting are shameful. He tried to tie the mass murders to January 6th, to white nationalism, to Trump, to the ultra MAGA crowd. He also blamed a proliferation of, of racist rhetoric on social media sites and the easy access to guns. Democrats love to blame the guns, but not the people holding them for the killings. So Biden wants to control free speech, which is the First Amendment. He wants controls on the Second Amendment. That's not going to happen. He's calling for a ban on so-called assault weapons. We had that in the 90s. It didn't do anything. 
And as far as banning the assault weapon used in the Buffalo shootings, I think it was an AR-15, why should we do that? That's a number. That's the leading rifle in the country. The number one best-selling rifle in the country is the AR-15. Biden's security detail has those weapons. So does Nancy Pelosi's. So why can't we have access to those same firearms? I got my own theories. What if, what if the shooter had used a 12-gauge shotgun to murder those people? Would, would Biden then come after our shotguns? Again, it's the heart of the person holding the weapon. It is not the weapon. Last weekend, shooting at a Topps grocery store in Buffalo was a reminder, a vicious one, that Governor Hochul's gun control agenda has lethal implications for you and for me, for law-abiding citizens. Politicians, you know, most of them are Democrats, but there are a few Republicans who want to make hay. They've repeatedly voted to disarm innocent New Yorkers. We have some of the most heinous gun control measures of any state in the nation. A lot of us are unable to defend ourselves. Not me. I don't, I don't own uh, pistols, but I have, you know, I have uh, long guns. And we're, most of us are relegated to owning long guns or to have, you know, having a, a World War II relics because of the, of, the, of the hoops we have to jump through to get a, a pistol permit here in New York State. Make no mistake, this, this bloodthirsty killer who murdered these innocent people is to blame for his actions. And the, and the politicians in Albany who voted to disarm New York State have blood in their hands too. What if those one of those 10 people in Buffalo had a firearm? They could have ended it a lot sooner. But none of these laws we have in New York did anything to stop Peyton Genrin from doing what he did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you just a few of the laws we have on the books that this clown ignored to his advantage. New York State has a ban on magazines that hold over 10 rounds of ammunition. Did you know that? The murderer totally ignored this ridiculous law. New York State's mandatory background checks on handgun sales. Like most mass killers, this one passed his background check and then shot 13 people. 10 fatally. These checks do nothing but give the governor a list of gun owners. That's their primary reason for being anyway. New York State's red flag gun seizure laws. Again, this 18-year-old was flagged, but nothing happened. The feds dropped the, dropped the ball. New York's red flag laws are great at seizing guns from innocent gun owners, but not so, not so good at stopping criminals, are they? As we found out last weekend. New York State has a ban on buying AR-15s or similar firearms. This guy was prepared for his attack with an AR-15. We're limited to handguns and hunting rifles. That's all I care to own anyway. It's a personal choice. New York State, what we need is a stand-your-ground law. Almost 40 states, over three dozen states, have this law on their books. New York, no. We have to retreat before taking defensive action against criminals. It's ridiculous here in New York State. And it's intentional. The government wants us to be victims. I'm not going to be a victim. I don't know about you. I know most people listening to this broadcast are not going to be victims. Yes, the attack in Buffalo was racist-fueled. It's not systemic. Racism in this country is not systemic. There are isolated incidences, isolated areas 
there are people on, you know, of every race who are racist, not just white people, black people, Hispanics, Chinese. So the governor comes out this week with a list of executive orders. She says domestic terrorism is public enemy number one. Well, what does that mean? What's domestic terrorism? I'm not going to read you her quote, but she has a list of of executive orders, which can be undone by the, the next governor, by the way. But she's directing the state attorney general, Letitia James, to investigate how Genron leveraged social media to spread so-called replacement theory, which claims a cabal of Democrats is conspiring to replace white Americans with non-white immigrants. I don't believe that. I have my own conspiracy theories, but that's not among them. I don't know about repl- I don't know enough about replacement theory, but I don't think it's happening. One bill would require semi-automatic handguns made or sold in New York include features that would mark ammunition with a micro stamp after it's fired, which I guess in theory would help law enforcement better investigate gun crimes. This is all going to happen before January or excuse me, before June 2nd, which is the last legislative day, scheduled day. Two, two weeks more of uh, the legislative session, then they're out for the summer. They'll be campaigning. So the governor has come up with a list of executive orders that she hopes to put in place by the end of the legislative session. We'll see. We shall see. What else happening here? This is the weekend edition of the uh, Pac-Man podcast. I'm Ted Flint. Don't forget, tell your friends about the program. Share it on Facebook, on uh, social media, and uh, click like, subscribe, and and share. And uh And let us know. Leave us a comment in the comment section. Let us know what you think of the broadcast. You know, before we uh, wind up, I want to run down a couple of more of Kathy Hochul's executive orders. Authorities say the uh, state police. State police will file what is called an extreme risk protection order to seize weapons or prevent gun purchases by potential threats under the red flag law whenever they have probable cause to believe that an individual is a threat to themselves or others. That's what the governor said. That's what her office said. Probable cause. They can just come in and seize your weapons if they deem you a threat under this new red flag law. She's also targeting online extremism, what she views as extremism, via executive order by having state police dedicate a unit to monitoring social media for potential threats by so-called extremists while the State Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services will create a new unit dedicated to combating domestic terrorism. So be careful what you put on social media because you don't know who's looking at it. The the government is looking at it. So you have to be careful what you put up there. Just a couple of the executive orders that the governor is uh, uh, passing this week, and she is, uh, she's going to clamp down, she's going to try to clamp down on gun rights. All right, you know, I heard this week, or I heard today that uh, the Archbishop of San Francisco is denying Nancy Pelosi communion over her stance on abortion. She is pro-abortion, and he is denying her communion. It's about time. That should be done here in New York with these uh, these Democrats. Most of them are, a lot of these Democrats in Albany are are Catholic. Many of them are Irish Catholic, I'm sorry to say. They should be denied communion as well because they all favor abortion to a man and woman. They're all, most of them are Catholic. We live in a very Catholic area here in the capital district of New York State. But you wouldn't know it by the way they, uh, their views on abortion and on every other social issue. They're liberal to a man and woman at the New York State legislature. And they should be denied 
They should be excommunicated, I think, but they should at least be denied communion, the Eucharist, over their stance on abortion. But they won't be because we live in probably the bluest state in the Union. It's becoming so blue it's red, if you get my drift. These people are communists in the New York state government, in the legislature, especially the assembly. These downstate people are hardcore Marxists. Now, it's a weekend. I didn't plan on talking so much about politics and about the uh, the Buffalo shooting, but the residual effect, I mean, you have to. You have to. Because they're coming after you and me. They're coming after our guns based on the actions of a few nutcases. They, we have red flag laws, as I mentioned here in New York State. They knew this guy was nuts, this Genron or Genron, however he pronounces it, but they didn't do anything. They failed. Law enforcement, federal law enforcement failed, and part of the state law enforcement uh, apparatus failed as well. We'll talk more about it. I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunity in future shows. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning into this program. We have a slew of fine broadcasters, podcasters there for you. Ken Burns is among them. It's uh, Monday. He has his show on Monday. Adrian Ross on Tuesday. This program airs Wednesdays. And if we do a show on the weekend, which we, we're doing this weekend, uh, the Pac-Man Wednesday, Thursday, it's, uh, I think, or maybe it's Friday. My daughter has a show called The Essentials with Maddie Flint. Listen to it. She's really, really good for somebody so young. So uh, that's about going to do it to it. Thanks very much for tuning us in, folks. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.